Ah, good day. Good day, son. Good day, mate. Oh, I can't wait to go ahead and Apple Podcast and listen to my favorite JoJo podcast, No Dignity. <laughs> I wonder what today's episode's gonna be like. Hey guys, we're just gonna do a general news episode. No crazy ideas today. Nothing, you know, off the wall or bizarre. Just some updates on Iraqi's life and things like that. So, you know, here we go. We're gonna get into it right now. Uh, uh, a JoJo podcast with nothing bizarre? <laughs> no dignity. Hey everybody and welcome back to No Dignity, the podcast about everything JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I am one of your co-hosts, Chris Ng. And I am Alejandro Vargas, your co-host's co-host. Um, so, we've been busy, both of us. Definitely. Um, and we've got a couple of episodes already in the can, as it were. We've got one about our favorite boy, Brokoyasu. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got one about, uh, it was a listener question about uh, all the villains in a showdown at the Coliseum. Um, and they're both being edited right now. Uh, but there's a lot going on in Jojo world and it's been a while since we've updated. And so we thought we would just kind of do a generic news roundup episode, you know, nothing too crazy or bizarre, just like stuff that we talk about or hear about that wouldn't really merit its own episode. It's a it's a grab bag episode, if you would. It's a little bag of tricks. It comes from wherever Cream sends all that stuff, wherever the hand sends all that stuff. <laughs> um, little spoiler warning for the villain showdown, part eight's villain wins. That's right. I'm going to keep you guessing. But part eight's villain are just the friends we made along the way. We're not here about that. We're, that's, that's a secret. Sorry. It's a sorry. secret. All right, so I guess maybe oh. we should start talking about Luca comics and games in Italy. Do you want to, do you want to start there? Should we start with part five dub? Let's start with the part five dub. That's that's the bigger news. Okay, look, part five dub airing now on Toonami. I know. It's quite honestly, when I heard about how fast it was coming, it was like, oh my God, it's only been a year. It's already here. This is scary. I got scared. Yeah, it showed up faster than I've bought, but I guess they probably started it right when the anime started airing, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I guess it would really make sense. I think the scariest part of all was that I started to, uh, I liked uh, Abakio's voice actor. Yeah, I I don't think I've heard him in character, but we saw a post that the voice actor made, and uh, now I wish I knew his name because this is sounding stupid. Um, and just how much it meant to him that he got to be cast as a Bakio, uh, that he's been a, a Jojo fan for years and years and years, and that it's been a, a main motivator in him becoming an artist. And now that it's sort of like culminating for him being a working professional voice actor and being able to voice a, a key character, yeah. not just a side guy, but a full on Joe bro, Geo bro, Geo bro, Is he his bro, but he's not really his bro. He's his piss mommy. Oh my god! So sorry, um, Mike Mick Lauer, um, Mick Lauer, our dub, um, uh, our dub Abakio. Uh, best of luck to you. Um, from what I understand, you're gonna do a great job. You're not even listening to this, but I'm still gonna wish you a great job. Yeah, if you want to hear the whole thing, he has a little video on Twitter. Just look it up. It's really, um, it's really kind of touching, at least from my perspective as a as a fellow artist and creator to see, to see someone kind of reach their goals and their dreams powered and fueled by jojo yeah i'm trying to hit that point where i'm going to voice gappy in the part 8 adaptation in the year 2032 oh hey you could, that could happen it could happen if i ever get around to actually trying to voice things um but speaking of the of the the dub the first two episodes have aired Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and there's been there's been some interesting discussion about that. So, number one, Giorno's voice. What do you think? I think okay. Honestly, I don't have that big of an issue with Giorno's voice. I 
I kind of like how it sounds, right? Just in casual conversation. I think it sounds somewhat like how it's like Jorno to sound. I was thinking maybe he'd hopefully sound a little younger, but that's fine. Um, my only gripe is when they try to do like a little Italian slang. <laughs> okay, uh, why? Why? Yeah, why? Well, they don't try to put an accent to it, which I can totally understand why. But at the same time, I feel like certain phrases, um, just like when Jorno was saying, like, ciao, yeah, you know, it, it just felt very plastic to me. I don't know why. I like it. Like, I like dub Jorno. Don't get me wrong. English Jorno, like his father, it, it's just fine. I think my main gripe is with uh, Bruno, but we'll get to him. What do you think about dub Jorno? I mean, I like it. It's it's fine. You know, what was interesting was I, I like to do a comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a while since I've seen the beginning of part five. So I kind of forgot that, you know, the original Japanese seiyuu had a pretty good range for Giorno at the beginning, um, voicing him a lot softer and, and younger at the beginning. Then you get sort of that, you know, gruff and grim fella at the end. Um, so I feel like they're doing a good job of that catching some of that range I actually really enjoy the moment where he's telling Koichi uh sorry I already sold all your stuff <laughs> um that one that part worked for me I don't think the Italian slang bothers me as much as maybe it does other people um I think the problem really is they only drop in like a word or two here and there right yeah it's only like a, a phrase or two every once in a while so, like, there's a lot of amicos, right? Friend. Yeah. Mi amico, right? Yeah. So, like, if you say that in casual conversation, like, if an Italian person is saying it in, in casual conversation, they're not going to be like, mi amico, right? That's not how they talk. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that's true. So, if you were actually trying to do a faithful portrayal of, of speaking Italian, you'd be like, mi amico, right? Yeah. Which is basically what they say, and it doesn't sound ultra accented so i don't know i don't know it's weird because i feel like in some ways what they're doing is a little bit more authentic than we think it is because our brains are waiting for the ultra exaggerated super mario version yeah not gonna lie when they bring mario in i expect it to be super mario version (laughs) all right except they changed his colors in the anime didn't they they changed his colors for copyright reasons which i totally understand but let's keep i hope charles martinet voices him like please (laughs) please viz media that would be great that would be great this is the only thing Um, i want for christmas well i mean this is the group that gave us zipper man but you know whatever oh yeah let's talk about bruno i all right it's a little deeper than i thought um, I thought he was going to be slightly more nasally for some reason. Um, my only gripe with his lines was when he said familia, uh, when he was confronting Giorno. <laughs> also, he said that Giorno's <laughs> sweat had a tang to it. It wasn't just like, this is the taste of it. This is a tang of a liar. Like he was in, he was, he was tasting that flavor. Yeah. Well, so part, like I was talking to my friend the other day about, um, Oh, about Enya and Enyaba, right? Yeah. And how her, you know, copyright-free name Enyaba is literally just what they say because ba in Japanese means old woman, and the context of that changes what that means. So, like, oba means, like, old woman that you respect, and then, like, putting different honorifics after it changes the context. So, like, when... Joseph is talking about, I'm going to get that body back for my granny, Arena. He he says, uh, Arena Obachan, which means, like, my, you know, old woman that I respected and was, like, had a lot of affection for. Mm-hmm. So, like, what, how I described it was, I know enough Japanese to be annoying. <laughs> because, like, it's not, I can't converse. I can just really just spout out trivia. Um <laughs> And this is this is part of the reason why, because like the translations are, you know, they're doing their best to convey it as best they can. But sometimes you really need the connotative background of the words. And I don't know enough Japanese to know whether when he says this is the taste of a liar, if he just meant taste or tang or, you know, 
the deep aroma of like I don't know what <laughs> word for taste they use and what it means. So mm-hmm. sometimes I'm willing to sort of let the dub get a little slack on that because they might know something better than I do, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I understand that part. I just felt like certain phrases that have become like synonymous with JoJo were famous with the series. Like, this is the taste of a liar. I thought that would have been kind of kept just for... Uh, yeah, that's true. That's you know, true. Just the sake of the line, you know? like Right, I, that's a good point. I didn't see much use in changing it. I don't mind it very much. I just didn't see much use in changing it. Because I really would have liked hearing like, this, this is the taste of a liar. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I see where you're coming from, from a fandom perspective. Yeah, that would have been a better choice. Totally. Yeah. And imagine all the funny memes we can make. But then again, right. we could make funnier memes with Tang of a Liar. <laughs> like this, he, he, this he's, could be a gift. It, it could be a gift. He, he is tasting the tanginess. Giorno is a tangy boy. Oh, no. That's for Bucciarati's actual voice. I kind of like it. I, You know, I I'm, grew up in the 90s era of uh, um, anime dubs. And uh, for some reason... All anime dubs from like the 90s to the early 2000s, every male voice was higher pitched in English than it was in Japanese. No one knows why. It just was a thing. <laughs> the The notable exception was actually Full Metal Alchemist, which was maybe one of the first really good dubs that I'd watched. And uh, the voice actor for Ed was a lot lower than the original voice actor in Japanese. And people noted that they're like wow it's actually a lower voice instead of a higher one so i'm just glad that we're not i mean ugh, like the worst offender is rohan mm. from part four. Oh, i yeah i had it I, I felt weird with his english voice yeah like they made him gay i don't know why the man i'm not here to say anything about any of that you know you can be who you want to be dress dress you know as you feel right um i'm an ally what I'm trying to say here is that the man wears a thong inside of his own house. Right, but it's like, it's not a faithful portrayal. So, like, in Gurren Lagann, there's a character, Liron, who's very clearly gay. And he sounds like a stereotypical gay man in the Japanese. And so when they do it in English, it makes sense. Okay. Um, I've, I've seen so like, Lagann, yeah. See what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, you do that to Rohan, well... Rohan was not portrayed in that way originally. So why are you kind of adding that layer on yourself when really nothing hints at that sort of portrayal of who he is as a person? Unless Araki Special requested it. Maybe. I mean, I don't know what's going on on the production side. I'm just saying from my perspective, it seems like a weird choice for Rohan. So yeah. I'm just glad like butcherati has got a commanding presence because that's really what you need in his performance, right? Yeah. Maybe it's just because I grew up on that mid-2000s, early 2010s anime thing. But I just kind of expect everyone's voices to be a little higher in the English version. Yeah, yep. Right? It it feels a little natural for them to be, like, a little higher, you know? Because I thought to myself, like, oh, are they going to make Giorno sound like a 15-year-old? Or are they going to make him sound like a 30-year-old trying to sound like a 15-year-old? Yeah. It's weird that Giorno is that age regardless, but... Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the one I'm waiting for is uh, Narancia. Yeah. Can, is it weird that I was surprised that Narancia's original voice actor wasn't a girl? I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know it wasn't a girl. Yeah. I actually went to go look it up because I was 95% convinced it was. <laughs> I guess I'm not a real fan. Jeez. Well, it's like, it's, I mean, it's a common thing. Like, I think Naruto's original voice actor, when he's young, is a girl. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I just figured they were just doing that move again. But then I looked it up. I think there was a a video, and it's only in Japanese, so it was just me scrolling around until I could figure out who was talking of uh, when they announced the voice cast for part five. Mm -hmm. And and it was like, oh, it's it's a guy. So I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. Um, from what I understand, he's got roles in like Devilman Crybaby as Ryo, and I've heard some of that English, and I can I can kind of see how it'll I can kind of see how it'll sound. Um, how about Diavolo? I mean, that's gonna be a big one. Ooh, Diavolo! I haven't seen who's gonna play Diavolo. Hmm. Yeah. I have no clue. 
everyone else seems to be like you know in check, right? I I just and plus they never um announced who's gonna play Trish. Oh yeah. Where where's the where's the devil family? Come on. Yeah, uh, it's it's hard too because I feel like women anime voice actors for some reason are a little bit worse, and I don't know why I feel like that. So it's just like a little like thing that you've just kind of developed where it's like you don't uh, enjoy it as much. Let's say. Yeah, I just like I'm struggling right now to think of a voice that I thought was really really good, like someone that gave a really outstanding performance. Maybe. Wendy Lee as Faye Valentine for Cowboy Bebop, but that's it's going back a while. <laughs> yeah, I um, you know, this English dub doesn't have me as worried as the other ones. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I I can get past the whole you know a uh, golden wind, <laughs> sticky, um, zipper man, um, you know, should have been zippy fingers. Should have been zippy fingers. Uh, you coined that here at No Dignity. <laughs> you coined Should've that. Should have been zippy fingers. Should have been zippy fingers. Uh, Viz Media, that's one no dignity for you. Yeah, one no dignity. My favorite part is that you made a meme and then you called them out on it <laughs> on Instagram. You're like, yo. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I think they should be hiring people like you and me to come up with these names. It's like, give me five bucks. I will. I'll- I won't even take money. I will take like a, I'll take swag or like a free DVD. I work very cheap. <laughs> I I'd want at least my initials in the credits somewhere. Just like stand name consultant. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That, yeah. We'll, we'll take that too. Yeah. But a DVD would be nice. <laughs> this I'll, I'll just give me like five bucks. Like I'll I'll come up with a whole list from parts like five through eight. Come on. Um, any other news? Any other news we should talk about? Uh, Luca, twenty nineteen, uh, comics and games. Yeah, so uh, our, our beloved master Hirohiko Araki was in Luca's comics and games convention. I guess it's the it's the biggest uh, convention in Italy, I believe, for this sort of thing. It makes sense. Uh, you know, there's there's a couple of notable visual moments. There was uh, the part, the the time in the crowd when a man held up a Bucciarati <laughs> portrait on a stick <laughs> um, and everyone started chanting Bucciarati Bucciarati like a uh, religious figures being held up in the sky <laughs> I, he's, um, he's a that's that's his hometown he's a hero that's true that is true that's his home um, then you know a Rocky was presented to, by a fan a handmade uh, uh, arrow and a key for uh, Coco Jumbo. Mm-hmm. And Araki brought him up on stage. Yeah, that girl looked like she was going to die. She's like, she's like the happiest she's ever been. <laughs> Granted, and, and, I would have fainted. Um, to have he, God... He seemed to think it was cool, too. Yeah, no, he, he, he looked like he thought it was pretty cool. He was like holding it up for everyone to see. Yeah, that's that, that was a cool moment. Yeah. I wish the God Emperor would notice my existence. Well, you gotta, you, you gotta produce something... Something bigger. We, we'll get there. We're going to get there. We're going to make this podcast big. I'm hoping. You just got to learn some Japanese. Just got to learn a little Japanese, a little hiragana. Yeah, sign up for that, sign up for that course, buddy. Mm. It's not too late for you. <laughs> probably too late for me. I'm, I'm probably too old to be learning a new language. Um, <laughs> so while he was there, um, he obviously you know got interviewed and, and dropped some interesting pieces of knowledge. Uh, first, uh, he asked if... Somebody asked if part nine would be in Italy, and he's like, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. Like, he said, yeah, I'll try to make it in Italy. He's like, do you guys want that? Of course they did. Um, yes, everyone was cheering. Uh, God himself came down and clapped his hands. <laughs> and I feel like it, it fits the pattern. I mean, he redid part one. You know, he redid part four in Morio. So what else is he going to do if not redo part five? For part nine, or at least have that influence it, I'm sure. Yeah. Which makes me wonder, like, next JoJo, are they going to be blonde? They going to be a blondie boy? Yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting question. I've been thinking about that because 
you know, one of his most famous JoJo's, Jotaro, doesn't get reincarnated in the new universe. Well, well he does. Like he, but... he gets reincarnated like three different times. It's just never clearly Jotaro. Yeah, I mean, there's it's Jotaro Okuyasu girl. <laughs> there's Jotaro Okuyasu girl. There's Kira Jotaro. <laughs> and then right. there's Kira Josuke Jotaro. Yeah. So, but it's not clearly like a one-to-one, like Johnny Joestar, Jonathan Joestar type situation. No, no, it's not a one-to-one. So it's like, is he going to redo Giorno? I don't know. Or is he get, are we going to get Giorno as like a, you know, we're going to get a background character that's a descendant of Diego, but... You're not all you know, the way through isn't... part, uh, you're not all the way through part seven, are you? I mean, I know he dies. <laughs> okay. I was going to ask. But that... That doesn't necessarily mean he didn't, you know, okay. continue his line before that. I get what you mean. He just didn't seem like that kind of guy to me, you know? Man was too busy eating rocks. <laughs> I mean, it could have happened even before Part 7 began. Yeah, that's true. He was true. already a world-famous jockey, you know? So yeah, let's let's he, not forget his wife was 80 years old. Well, yeah, but it, well, but it let's doesn't not mean forget, he was going to necessarily... Let's not forget the man was married. in that. Yeah, well, that didn't stop Joseph, did it? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Dio seems like he'd at least keep his vows. I don't know about that. He married a widow to get her money. Anyway, (laughs) so, you know, I'm wondering if we're going to get a background Brando character, and then is somebody else going to be... Are we going to get, like, a Narancha Jojo? (laughs) Or, like, a Mista Jojo? Or Honestly? I'm hoping for like uh maybe a Jolene Giorno mix. Oh, maybe like a like a Trish that's really a Jolene. Yeah, yeah, something around there. That might be cool. I I'd be down with that. Yeah, when I think part nine, I think like female protagonist for some reason, you get me? Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Interesting. It just feels like this like natural evolution to me. It feels like that's how it should continue. At least for me. At least for me. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, he's not even done part eight yet, so. But we're getting there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's been, what, eight years, nine years? It's been like eight years, yeah. Around nine. Um, so other things that came out of the Luca Comics and Games interview, uh, apparently Rocky has an ending in mind. For part eight? For for the whole series. For the whole series? Yes, that is what he has stated. He doesn't know what happens in the middle, but he knows how it started. He knows how it should end. Which I find interesting because didn't he sort of already end it? <laughs> he already ended it once. <laughs> now he's like, wait, guys, I can end it for real this time. I Yeah. I have my theory in mind. Oh, go for it. All right. So uh, when Poochie was resetting all them universes, you know how he floated up into space and stuff? Yeah. We can assume the area around him wasn't too affected, right? Okay. Okay, my theory... Is that part nine, right end of part nine or part ten or wherever he feels like he needs to stop the series, um, Cars is going to fall right back down to earth and he's going to kill everyone. Hmm. Hmm. Cars is Maybe. Gonna, Cars is going to come right back down and he's going to be like, so different, but still earth. And then a JoJo's going to be like, hey, I can, I can fight you. And he's going to be like, no. And then that's when it ends. Hmm. Ultimate life form. Could the spin be a pillar man? That's a write that down. We gotta talk that one out. Could the spin be a pillar man? That's interesting. Okay, yeah, okay. We're gonna we're gonna do an episode on that one later because <laughs> there's there's a lot there. That's good. We'll put a pin on that one. What do you um, think? It so would yeah, be? I, I don't, I don't know. I, I had I was thinking earlier too about part part nine protagonists like maybe Shizuka because he never really got to use that, but obviously he designed an entire stand for her. So mm-hmm. like. Is that idea pent up in him? And he's like, oh, I really got to reuse Shizuka somehow. Um, you know, he he's very thematic, which I appreciate. Like, each part has a very specific theme. Um, yeah. So until we can really get a grip on what he intends to do with the theme for part nine, it's going to be kind of impossible to figure out. But um, maybe reflections on age and things coming to an end i mean he's getting up there he can't do this forever you think it's gonna be one of those series that might be revived by someone else uh probably probably well i don't know i mean 
So, like, I tried to read Boruto. <laughs> you tried to read Boruto. Oh, I didn't make it past, like, 12 pages. Now, let, let me clarify. I was a huge Naruto fan from, like, 2000... Oh, gosh, like, 7 till 2010, 2009, somewhere around there. Yeah. Like, I was into it. So... <laughs> And then it kind of got, I felt like the story kind of got away from itself and I, I dropped off on it. And then they're like, Boruto. I'm like, all right, this could be interesting. And I read it. And the first thing it was like, and here's my jutsu launcher that lets me launch any tile. I'm like, nope, nope, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> like you took literally the, some of the coolest parts and you ruined it. And I feel like who the heck is going to even begin to do things the way Araki does them? Nobody. Like yeah. nobody. Araki takes a really bold style that I feel like would be very scary for other mangaka to try and do. I mean, like when that animation studio tried to do the, the Dragon Ball GT, like, and that's Dragon Ball. There's not a whole lot you have to do to make an effective Dragon Ball. You have Goku, and then there's a stronger guy, and then Goku gets stronger and beats the guy. So <laughs> like, what you're saying is that... That's- JoJo is dead as soon as we start introducing A-class, B-class, and C-class stands. It's just like, I, I don't know. It's like, Dragon Ball was simple, and corporations couldn't figure out how to do that correctly. So how the heck are you supposed to do JoJo? It's like, I think JoJo and Araki are too intertwined. Too intertwined to ever be apart? Yeah. I mean, I'm that- sure they'll try. I'm, I'm, I'm sure someone will try, but I don't. maybe not. Maybe he's respected enough that people will just like leave him alone. I think that might be the case. I don't know case, what his honestly. wishes are. I think that might be the case, honestly. Like, if it really were to come to an end, I think that maybe years later, there'd try to be some kind of like revival or continuation or spinoff or something. But I don't think that anyone would really want to take up that mantle just with everything it comes with. Yeah. And it's like Terry Pratchett, the author of the Discworld series. Are mm-hmm. you familiar? Yeah, I'm familiar with Discworld. He had very, very specific feelings about the the continuation of his work past his death. Uh, specifically, it should not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was he was dying of I think it was Alzheimer's. He he knew he was dying, so he had a lot of plans in place, including um, in his will that his hard drive with whatever works were not finished should be publicly destroyed by a steamroller. <laughs> Hopefully destroyed by did that did, did it come to fruition? Oh yeah, there's a video <laughs> of the steamroller <laughs> going over his hard drive. That's beautiful. <laughs> that's what he wanted, you know. So I think it, a lot of it would depend on what Iraqi himself wanted. You know, maybe he wants people to keep messing around with it. Um, I could see there being, you know, in ten, fifteen more years, a new anime adaptation. You know, there's flexibility in that. Use the same story, but. You know, with a different visual director, what would they do with that? Yeah. So. So who knows? Yeah. I I guess it really is something that we can't even begin to really predict right now. Right. But. But it is interesting. It is. It's really interesting. Almost as interesting as the fact that the world's tanks on its back are actually filled with air so it can breathe and stop time. Ugh. Which implies that people are, they are fully affected by breathing during stop time. Which would mean that Jotaro and Star Platinum just have like super Chad lungs. It's only five seconds. That's not super Chad lungs. (laughs) But Jotaro stayed underwater for a prolonged period of time to fight Captain Dragon. Oh, that's true. He also sucked up someone's entire stand. Yeah, that's also true. Um, plus five seconds. I'm sorry. We've all seen the anime adaptation. Those are more like three minutes. <laughs> okay. But that, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know about that. It's interesting. Maybe that's just what he thought when he was designing it. Like, oh, we're well, in stop time. You need oxygen. Does a vampire need oxygen? He spent 150 years underwater. I mean, he spent like a hundred years underwater, but like, what if it was just like really old raggedy oxygen? 
I don't know that Dio needs oxygen, so I don't probably, know why. He probably doesn't, but maybe it's nice for him. <laughs> just what a if convenience, you know? Yeah, what if it's just convenient for him to breathe? What if it just feels nice to breathe, even if you are a vampire? Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I feel like this is one of those, like, Joseph had hermit purple during part two, like, things that he just threw <laughs> out there. It's just it's, it's JK just Rowling mo- moment. JK Rowling moment. Yeah, just like let me just make up a fact that has no bearing on anything cuz I'm not going to touch it again. So who cares? But wait wait with the death of Jojo, where will we go? No, oh, I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to pivot. Speaking of death, um Oh, hooray. Iraqi Iraqi defended Diavolo's fate. <laughs> he, he defended he felt that the the fate that he gave him was justified. So, um, you sell crack, you get the infinite smack. <laughs> or you sell, or you sell smack, you get the infinite smack. The point is, you sell drugs, you deserve infinite death. Also, don't try to murder your daughter. Well, let's not reduce Diavolo's crimes just to, uh, selling drugs. He did destroy the entire village he grew up in. Yeah, he might have done that. Could, and kept could, his mother locked underneath the floor. Could have been Dopio. Just saying. I, it was not Dopio. It was not Dopio. <laughs> it was, we know that for a fact that was not Dopio. <laughs> I mean, he was, what, born two years before, or two years after his father died? Two years after, so, yeah. like, you know, there's that implied devil spawn thing so you know the devil deserves to uh live in an infinite death loop <laughs> so what for being the antichrist he has to live in like an infinite death loop like come on that's a little harsh he didn't choose to be the antichrist well, i mean dopio did not is not in the infinite death loop that's so, true like he's fine so that's but is, that's fair we saw dopio's soul get out of uh bucci's body right. but is he going? But is he going to hell? Uh, I don't know. There is not really a hell in the JoJo world, so far as we know. I mean, I mean, do we even really know there's a heaven? What if they're like soul dust is just like flying into space? Yeah, I mean, it's not dipping too hard into the religion. I mean, like you figure a bunch of Italians would probably be like Catholic, right? Yeah, Bucciarati did have those babies around him, but Muhammad Abdul probably not Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> So I I don't think Iggy was Catholic either. Well, we all know all dogs go to heaven. That's okay. That's, all dogs go to heaven. It makes me feel better about Danny. Kakyoin, the Shinto, Buddhist. Yeah, I don't know. Kakyoin's a, a strange case. Um, <laughs> where does your soul go when the universe resets? Um, did Poochie reset heaven too? No, because everyone that died didn't come back, right? Isn't that the whole major plot point? It was, yeah, kind of. It's like you had to be alive in order for your soul to be reset. Well, we see Avdol in part seven. Yeah, but that's not the same universe. (laughs) That's a different universe. Yes, yes, different universe. Okay, I apologize. I I don't know. uh, Let's go. Let's move on. Diavolo, (laughs) screw you. Die a hundred times. Um, He has. Yeah. Interesting little fact. Uh Araki claims mm-hmm. that when he's designing an outfit, what do you think his primary concern is? Um, man boob. Um, he says, How comfortable would they be in that outfit? Excuse me, comfort? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says. Comfort looks like the last thing on some of these people's like <laughs> minds. Are you kidding me? I don't well, I mean, think think it through for a second. Like I, I had that same thought, and then when I kind of thought about at least the protagonists, they all look pretty comfy. I mean, sure, the protagonists might look pretty comfortable, but I'm thinking about like Diavolo's outfit. Right, he's got like the skin tight, like little. I don't know how to put it. <laughs> like, um, it's like little like designs all across his body he's got like the skinny pants um or, right yeah or even like dio he's got like the super tight um you know tank top thing with like the little over <laughs> the little overcoat 
um, and his like knee pads. <laughs> I mean, Iraqi says a lot of his characters, I mean, you can see it in part four, they all, or well, part three too, they wear a lot of school uniforms. And he yeah. says, like, school uniforms are pretty comfortable. So, <laughs> you know, it's like about taking the school uniform and then dazzling it up. Like, Giorno is kind of a dazzled up school uniform, according to the article I was reading. So, yeah, that's true. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like on the one hand, does a Bacchio really enjoy the crisscross laces? <laughs> but it is Italy and it does get warm. But also, how does Trish stay clothed? I don't know how comfortable that could possibly be. Yeah, I, yeah, speaking of Trish, that doesn't look very comfortable. It looks a whole lot more uh, form over, over functionality. Yeah, it's like I have a bra with one strap and I'm wearing a tablecloth. <laughs> I'm wearing my teacher's like math board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I I I enjoyed that little thought mm-hmm. that he had. I mean, yeah, yeah. Thinking about it, it makes a little sense. Um, do you have anything else from the Luca comics and games? Um, I'd actually had somewhat of a difficult time keeping up with it. Um, I got the whole college thing going on, so uh, you know how okay. that goes. So um, here's an interesting fact that I read somewhere on Chip Post Crusaders, although I don't remember where. I I tried to find the post, but I apologize. Um, So if you go to the Wikipedia list of highest grossing media franchises, Mm -hmm. JoJo is higher grossing than a number of very surprising uh, other franchises. Really? So, for example, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is estimated 9.8 billion over the last, you know, 30, 40 years it has been in existence. And that includes 8.9 billion in manga, uh, magazine, 489 million in manga volumes, 306 million in video games, 40 million in anime, uh, DVD, and Blu ray, 23 million in licensed merchandise, and 2 million in box office. Yeah, I'm seeing that right now. So, like, look at the list. It's very fascinating. More than yeah. Grand Theft Auto. More than more Grand than Theft Sesame Auto. Street. More than Sesame Street and the Muppets. More than Thomas and Friends. What? More than League of Legends, which is by far the number one <laughs> esport game still. More than the entirety of X Men and the Minions, plus Despicable Me. Yeah, well, the X Men one surprised me too because this I thought when I saw X Men, I'm like, oh, like, like the TV show. No, they just mean the entirety of X Men since 1963. Yeah, yeah, JoJo, um, Jotaro could uh, yeah, kick Wolverine's ass. That's what we found out here. <laughs> uh, it's higher than Doraemon, which is a, a giant uh, icon <laughs> in Japan. Way yeah. higher than Halo. Yeah, it's higher than Ice Age. What? My favorite 2002 animated film? <laughs> the series that just won't end? Why won't it end? <laughs> so I just thought that was an interesting fact. Like, it has just... And I mean, the, the things that it has lost to are, like, juggernauts, you know? Yeah. Um. Let's see. Oh, I lost it. I mean, Superman, Frozen, Street Fighter, Ultraman... Final Fantasy, I think a lot of things lose to Final Fantasy, but Final Fantasy lost to Dragon Quest, so take that, Final Fantasy people. And yes, I know you're a Final Fantasy person. <laughs> well, it's like Naruto, and it just is just under Naruto. Yeah. JoJo um, fans, let's collectively give Araki another two billion. Nah, he, he's fine. We can. I mean, I'm sure he doesn't see all that money. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I just wanted to Have you to looked up the top of the list yet? The top of the list? Yeah, don't don't if you haven't. Oh, I mean, I've seen the top of the list when I was scrolling down to see JoJo. I know it's on the top oh, do you of the know list. It? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pokemon, which Pokemon. is a $95 billion industry, which is insane to me. Nintendo's just ranking in that money. The Pokemon company just ranking in them dollars. Uh, <laughs> Pokemon, Hello Kitty, Winnie the Pooh, and then Mickey Mouse. Then Surprises. Star Wars. Surprised to me that Winnie the Pooh is number three. Yeah, that surprised me too. <laughs> I don't know if it's more surprising that Hello Kitty is number two. 
I easily nah, they, Hello Kitty has its own airline. Like, I kind of saw that coming. You see, that's something I didn't know about. So what? We, oh yeah, Google that. That is that is very strange. So what we found out here was that Hello Kitty can beat Jotaro's ass. <laughs> that's all I'm well, hearing. There, there are a number of amphibious creatures, aren't there? I don't think Jotaro could do it. No, he wouldn't be able to beat Kuropi. Yeah, he wouldn't. See? He wouldn't be able to bring himself to it. Damn, we finally found Jotaro's toughest enemy. That isn't Poochie. <laughs> oh. I'm just stating facts. You can't if hate Jotaro me. If Jotaro had... Jotaro could have finished Poochie off had he not already evolved his stand two other times. <laughs> so he needed that extra evolution? Yeah, that's like... That's on Jolene, really. Like, Jolene might be way out of way out of hand. Yeah, Jolene, why couldn't your stand just develop, like, a time-warping ability last second? Like, come on. Why, why is your stand the weakest of all JoJo's? <laughs> Come on, why doesn't your stand have axe? God, this is why he left you for Koichi. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so, crack thick corner time. Crack thick corner time. Crack thick corner time. Tell me. Okay, the Isle of Sardinia. Yes. One, Leone Abacchio, is waiting for Moody Blues to load 15 years in the past. Yes. A wayward soccer ball gets stuck in a tree, and a tiny, tiny pink-haired boy walks by and says, thank you, and then punches him through the gut. Yes, I'm crying already. What about it? So one of the things that has uh, been brought up about the scene a couple of times, and for fair point, would be, how the heck does Dopio suddenly camouflage himself so well with a bunch of random kids. Now granted Dopio is a lot cuter and smaller than Diavolo <laughs> uh, but he's still an adult male <laughs> very clearly. I don't know Where would he get the uniform? Why? Like he was out of iron even if you eat the frog like the, the he was messed up. How the heck did Abakio not, just not notice, notice Dopio wandering through? I mean well he doesn't know how Dopio looks like Still, you would see an adult man wearing a kid's soccer uniform bleeding. You would go, hey, wait a second. I thought it would have just been like their instructor or something, maybe, you know? Well, here, here's my crack fic theory. Diavolo and Dopio had at least one more personality. A third devil. At least a third. Um, in which this would have been a childlike personality that would have further transformed his physical form into... The appropriate age. Okay. Now, can I hear your uh, backing? Um, literally, there's nothing other than the fact that it doesn't seem to make sense Abakia wouldn't have noticed. Um, in multiple personality situations, there are oftentimes, or there are instances of people that have fractured personalities um, more than... Usually there's like a dominant one, and then there's like a couple of others... And sometimes the others don't even come out because they're afraid to make the dominant one angry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we're looking at a man who um, had very severe mother issues. Yes. <laughs> considering he locked her underneath the floor. Um, and considering and, he's the spawn of Satan. Yeah, the spawn of Satan. Like, he was raised in a village by a priest and then killed that whole priest thing and then somehow managed to gather his sanity enough to get a girlfriend and then run a mafia. But, like, actually, now that I'm thinking about this, there, there, I think there were four personalities, and here, here's why. So oftentimes there's a childlike personality in these situations because of the traumatic childhood that they've lived through. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the child never grew up. It just kind of hid away and, and never really got to mature. So that's the child personality. But the other question you have to ask is why the heck, or which which personality, Dopio or Diavolo, would have been on a Egyptian archaeological dig? Yeah, he's an archaeologist too. That fits neither personality at all. So we have archaeologist, child, Dopio, and devil. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I can definitely at minimum. So you're saying he definitely couldn't have gone to college and gotten a, a degree in archaeology. 
Well, Dopio just kind of walks around and like is cute and listens to instructions, mm-hmm. but there's not really anything to, to suggest that he had much of his own life, you know? Yeah. And then who's the one that like, you know, was with Trish's mom because Diavolo would definitely not be in a relationship. Well, this was before he started a mafia and he had to hide his face. I guess. I mean, that's what I took it as, you know, he didn't know that um, he left behind some evidence of his past life. Right. So he was just like, ah, crap. All right. Bring her over. I'm going to kill her. That's what I thought he was going through. I don't know. It's is a very unfounded, maybe the most unfounded crackfic corner I've ever created, but but it's it's an interesting person uh, possibility. I also believe it's the most plausible crackfic corner that you've ever made. That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most unfounded, yet the most plausible. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> it's just what JoJo makes you do, where oh. it's like maybe it doesn't make so much sense but damn it's effective (laughs) (laughs) i like that i like that um sadly i do not have a crack fic um but i am um about to start a uh, small little written jojo thingy so maybe you guys will see some of that oh yeah i know right god interesting 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 okay I'm, i'm i'm excited to hear about it but we have to do meme of the week Meme of the week. Meme of the week. Okay, meme of the week. Uh, give me yours. I, I spoiled his first one. Uh, should I say the first one anyway? Because it's pretty good, but... Yes, please. Part of the fun is to surprise you, and you'd, you'd already seen it, but... Um, I, <laughs> I saw sent- it on shitpost. <laughs> yeah, you sent it to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw it on Shitpost Crusaders by uh, user u slash 57 kids. And it's it's uh, part five, Jotaro and Koichi on the phone. Jotaro first says, seven more years, Koichi. In seven years, my daughter turns 18 and you can marry her. Then you'll officially be my son. Jotaro, how did you even call this payphone? <laughs> <laughs> Just the idea that Jotaro was obsessing over this. Um, but anyway, my new one um, also comes from Shitpost Crusaders, although... I didn't say the username, so no dignity on my part. It is a fake Twitter post from Dio, <laughs> at Dio underscore 1869. <laughs> it's, it's got a picture, like like a selfie of him, and then you can see uh, Josuke, Okuyasu, and Koichi standing behind him. And, and Dio writes, Joseph Joestar's bastard son and his group of misfits keep following me around yelling, okay, boomer, what is a boomer? <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think Dio would be more of a a voomer, a vacoomer, Victorian era. I don't know what you'd call that. Well, in the comments, actually, uh, Dio is born before we started naming generations. So he literally is undefinable in this, in that kind of terminology. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just going to call him a voomer. Or, okay, voomer. Okay, voomer. Uh, which brings me to my bonus meme of the week, which I saw just before we started recording, uh, which was posted by you, the underscore new underscore overlord. It's a, a teacher. Why are you laughing? My brain. Little bomber. And then you had a uh, Narancha. And then little boomer is Narancha when he's old. <laughs> grateful dead. <laughs> little boomer. <laughs> uh, the nuts have all dried up. <laughs> or the fruits or whatever. I don't know. Anyway. All right. So mine is from Instagram uh, by user Robert.memewagon. And it is uh, when your grandpa asks what's so funny about two rocks with the same shape. And it's a clip from the Joker, except he's got the Jotaro hat and his cigarette is like censored out. And it says you wouldn't get it. (laughs) I just I just really like it just really caught my attention that they censored out the cigarette. And it was like, oh, yeah, Yeah. they do that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or uh a different one i i no dignity on my part i i forgot which user posted this one but it was very similar where it was like before jojo and it has a man with a cut on his hand it's like after jojo and the entire hand is blacked out right <laughs> especially the netflix version yeah the netflix, netflix version, version gets yeah it's it censors everything i can't even show my sister the good gore from part one uh, I'm actually okay with that. If I rewatch it, I'm going to watch the Netflix version. Ugh. I don't need to see Dio holding 
Jonathan's carotid artery a second time. <laughs> I'm disappointed. I was trying to shock my little cousins with that. Ugh. Oh, well. All right. Um, plugs. What you All got? Right. What are you making? What are you writing? Oh, I'm just going to be writing a little something, a little between part two and three thing that I've been thinking about for a while. Ooh. But I still got to finish uh, another project of mine. I just got to finish a script um, before I start working on that one. And the script is very nearly done. Um, very cool. Yeah, I'm still just trying to decide on a name. Like like Glitter is Silver, something like that. Mm. Unsure, mm. unsure. A lot to think about. All right. Well, um, thank you for listening. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at no underscore uh, dignity underscore podcast. Or you can follow us on Twitter at no dignity podcast um, at on Twitter. Uh, no dignity at no dignity pod on Twitter. Um, I've been Alejandro. Uh, if you'd like to see a little more of me, I have a YouTube channel, which hasn't been updated in like two months. Uh, a squid TV. <laughs> Um, yeah, I know. I've been trying to transition into college and I've, I haven't been editing anything. It's been super disappointing. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at a squid V, um, or Twitter, um, at Varg, us. Um, we also, well, I have also continued to be updating the fan fiction on archive of our own. Uh, the username is no dignity podcast called destiny is unbreakable. My take on what would have happened if the Stardust Crusaders had died and uh, Josuke had to fix the whole mess. Um, it's been getting some traction, so you can check that out if you want to see my writing. Um, I personally think that it is really great. Um, oh, well, thank you. I I, I especially love um, one of your newest um, OC stands, Monster Mash. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just love the entire idea behind it. So thank you for giving us that. <laughs> um, I also got recently put on a fan dub project where I get to voice Gyro Zeppeli. I'm still um, waiting on that one. Yeah, so I've I've been sending the files. We'll see if it comes to fruition. But if it does, we'll let you know where you can watch that. Me doing... It's the scary monsters fight. <laughs> so um, we'll see. It's It's been interesting. I... I have to do it in, in cowboy accent because that's what the guy wanted. Um, deep down, I really want to do a bad Caesar. No, ah, Jonathan, <laughs> like you know, uh, Johnny. No, sort of but Italian. That's cowboy. not what he wanted. So yeah, it's not what he wanted. So, but I think it's still gonna be fun. Um, so you can check. We'll we'll give you that info for the rest of it. Uh, my Star Wars podcast is still going strong and it's still very heavily JoJo influenced. So you can check that out at Cell Zero Podcast. Uh, uh, Chris at Twitter and the rest of the info is there mm-hmm. uh, hey did you hear that um, um, Koichi wouldn't be um, a Little Red Riding Hood when Yukako proposed that she be the wolf for Halloween really no dignity to, to be, be continued, continued.